Um, Ash was the... 20 years ago, this month, was the last ECW pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, which was? Fuck. Uh, <laughs> ah, we got we him! Got him we got him! <laughs> <laughs> you suck, you suck. I forgot what it's called. Why don't you find out in time for night tea? Yeah, you fuck you, I'm Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Three Men, One Fall. Wonderful la! <laughs> Day one fall. Day one. Day one. Day you... one fall. <laughs> <laughs> we are a pro wrestling podcast for the fans, by the fans. So, who are the three men? I'm Jay. Jay White. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ash. And I'm Russ. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us today. If this is your first time joining us on the show, you've definitely picked a good one. We are reviewing night one of Wrestle Kingdom 15, which took place this past Monday on the 4th of January. This was uh, obviously New Japan's first show of the year and probably the first big wrestling show of 2021. Yeah, absolutely. And it's their biggest show of the year as well. Yep. Yep. And it shows... So, oh, oh, what to say about this? I mean, it's just it's just wrestling at its best, isn't it? Definitely. So, well, Mel- Meltzer would definitely agree. Um, oh, I don't give a shit about him. <laughs> he just he just creams in his pants every time you mention New Japan, doesn't he? Well, was it day one? I of- mean, for for good reason, but I've, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Well, he <laughs> he got mentioned. I don't know if it was day one or day two because uh, he was. Uh. T- he did. He did an interview with Kevin Kelly, didn't he? And Kevin Kelly mentioned Meltzer. So five st- five stars. I think he gave every match. <laughs> five star. <laughs> well, not every match, but we'll get to that. Yeah. So, a bit of background on the show. Obviously, it's the first one of twenty twenty one, isn't it? And it's the first one with, despite what we were saying in our previous episode, which you can go back to listen to. Uh, that was twenty twenty in retrospect, but the event did actually have a really large audience. I don't think that was 5,000. It looked a lot more than 5,000 people. Uh, yeah, I think you're right with 50,000 because that's a big place. Yeah. It's a big place and there's a lot of noise. Huge place. Yeah. I well, suppose it all depends on what their COVID situation is like as well because, I, I mean, it's, I suppose it's different everywhere, but it would be, yeah, I mean, it, I guess it depends what theirs, what theirs is like, really. I mean, well, I don't know. But. It's, it's still not great there, but I think... What was strange about it is that you had all of those people, but of course there was a no that they weren't allowed to make any audible noise, so they were restricted to only clapping and stamping their feet. Well, that's what I thought they always did, anyway. 
Yeah, but you could tell at some points where there was like an echo because it was completely silent in the entire yeah. arena, and which is weird when you looked at how many people were there. It's still just kind of surreal. It was nice to see so many people, but you couldn't feel that vibe. I know New Japan's very different anyway. Like you're saying, they're not as, you know, they're a very respectful crowd Yeah, in Japan. But yeah, there's, there's not an awful lot of chanting or shouting about really anyway. I mean, they cheer, obviously, but there's not really, it's not like, you know, like an American audience where they're shouting about and, you know, it's well, more take just clapping of the and show. cheering. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're there as an audience and they know their role as an audience and they buy into who's heel and who's face, which is quite refreshing, really. But yeah, it was it was a bit weird, it, you know, a little bit jarring. I don't know how you guys were sort of coped with that so much. You do get used to it. I mean, the show was like what? Including the pre-show, it was about five hours? Maybe longer, yeah. Potentially. <laughs> I, I mean, we'll, we'll talk, well, I'll talk about the pre-show a bit now because I, I know I watched that, that opening match. <laughs> Tell us about it. Did you enjoy it by any chance? Well, when when you're talking about things feeling like it was five hours, that was this fucking battle royal. Um, you know, I'm not. I don't like. I, I I literally. I never try to shit on matches or anything like that. And it's not a bad match in terms of you know how it's put together or anything. It's just it's so so long. I kind of understand it because it's Wrestle Kingdom and it's you know it's on the pre. It's on their. It's their pre-show. Wrestle Kingdom's their big show of the year, as Jay said. Um, you know, I understand it to a degree, but as a viewer, it's just like, oh my God, can we just get on with it now? Because a Battle Royal, you're just not like, you're not used to them being that long. And it honestly, it just went on and on and on. I think you said earlier, Ash, it was um, almost as long as the Osprey Okada match. Yeah, like a minute, a uh, minute less than it's, one of the main matches. Oh, it's just so, so long. And the thing is, I can't even remember who won it. That's well, it was, how bad. It was four ways. I, I, yeah, I it was uh, Chase Owens, Bad Luck Fale, Bushi and Toru Yano. He would right, fight. That's it. Okay, the it then goes into the next night. Yeah, but yeah. <clears throat> I just, for me, I was just like, I, I can't. I could not stay focused on it. A Battle Royal does not hold my um, my attention. Like I think um, I think that the, the right four people won it though. I mean, yeah, bad luck, Farley, an all-time favourite of mine from Japan. Uh, obviously, uh, a gaijin, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Chase Owens as well was great. Bushi, always been a fan of Bushi, even from the uh, loss in Congo Nobles de Japon day. Try and say that too fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, Tor- Tor- Toru Yano, I didn't really know much about, but. Yeah, I mean, I think the right ones won it. I would say they go into a Fatal 4 way on day two. We'll get to that another time, though, because we're only doing day one at the minute, so you'll have to come back for day two. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm just glad somebody won it because I thought it was never going to end. Okay, um, can I, was there anyone, <laughs> was there anyone that impressed you or was it just like you're just not focusing on it? To my own, probably to my own detriment, after a while I lost all interest and I can't tell you who was eliminated where I can't, I honestly just can't tell you because I, I, it just lost me. And once it's lost me, I, I, that's when I'm starting, like it became a background thing and I've started walking up and I'm doing stuff around the flat <laughs> and I'm just doing other things because I just think I'm not interested in this anymore. And I'm just waiting for that announcement at the end. So I've basically just, my attention's gone back into it as soon as the, the winners are there. And it's just like, well, Whatever, let's get on with it then, shall we? 
<laughs> I'm here for I'm here for the main card, and this just felt like it mm. it went on for so long. But well, one name that stands out to me on that list of people that were there was Gabe, was Gabriel Kidd, a British wrestler. Yeah, who I remember more from WCPW and uh, some some. It's not WCPW anymore, mate. Come on, get with the times. Well, it's not that. It doesn't survive anymore. Well, this is it. That's but that's, that's, well, that's, that's how I remember the name. And now he's yeah, making yeah, a name yeah. for himself in Japan, which is a good thing. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, if more British stars can get out there, you know, uh, I'm all for it. You know, it's it's nice to see. Yeah. Definitely. Well, yeah, I mean, let, let's kick the show off. Let's. All right, then. Let's, let's fucking do it. we got to talk about the announcer. <laughs> <laughs> Don King, Don King, <laughs> the Japanese, the Japanese Don King. Was it? Was it? Uh, so over the top. I'd like to know why, but it's still funny. Absolutely, that's what I mean. You just you never know what to expect when you watch these uh, New Japan shows because they're so um, eccentric, but in a good way. You, you just you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's fast. It's that cultural difference, you know. Even between like sometimes between the matches, and you get like the adverts and stuff. And you just think it's it's just like a it's like another world, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and in the grand scheme yeah. of things, you know, no one's really that far away, but it's it's like a completely other world. And uh, it's just really interesting, to be honest. It is really interesting. Yeah. 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 It is, yeah. He comes out and introduces um what's his name? Ricky <laughs> Choshi, who I think is a a huge deal in Japan. I have heard of him. I've I haven't heard like I've I've heard of him. Like the the name rings familiar, but I don't know anything about him. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought he was a wrestler from the eighties and nineties, but I might be confusing him with another name. That's what I mean. The name Choshu sounds familiar, but I don't know. I don't know. I want to say he had a match with Hogan in. Uh, it does sound familiar in the Tokyo Dome, but I might be like I say, I might be confusing him with someone else. That could have been something Chojin, not Choshu. Oh, Ricky Cho- so Ricky Choshu. So, but yeah, he's a Korean Japanese retired professional wrestler, best known for his long time work in New Japan as both a wrestler and a booker. Hmm, where I got singer from? Well, I was about to sing. Uh, well, that's uh, why. Apart from apart from the fact that he was about to sing, I just figured he was a singer. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I don't know when that would have been then, but yeah, he was a booker there as well. That's I mean, good. Sixty nine, so I don't know how sort of where he falls in line with Antonio Inoki and uh, that kind of era probably, of New Japan. Probably around could the same been, time could, near the end. Could have been, yeah. Also, it could have been or slightly before. Maybe, yeah. Well, it wouldn't have been before Inoki started New Japan, but I wouldn't have thought it was been that much after. Must have been around the same time. Yeah. Well, he comes out and sings anyway. <laughs> That's good. It's a good start. So, for first match. Yeah. Well, all right then. So we've got um, ta- uh, Hiromu Tana. No, I almost said it. I almost said oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, Hiromu Takahashi um, against uh, Al Fantasmo for the right to challenge for the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship on night two. So, so what, what do you reckon then about that one? Really good opener. So this was, yeah. So this is, um, I'm just going to call them lost because it's easier on the tongue. Um, Loss and Bullet Club. Hmm. <laughs> Am I right with that? Yeah. So, Bullet Club dominate 
I mean, pretty much most of the card, don't they? I mean, there's almost a Bullet Club member in every match. Um, almost. Almost. But I first impression was, I mean, the first entrant, I believe. Yes, it was. The first entrant was El Fantasmo. And obviously he's coming out with that jacket from the Super Juniors and disrespecting it and throwing it and kicking it down the ramp and everything. You know, so straight away, like as somebody who's going to be quite new to watching New Japan, um, at least like a full show of it, and not just like here and then having to go and see certain matches that you're told to go and see. So like from the get go, I'm told straight away this guy's a fucking shitty, dirty heel um, <laughs> who's like got no respect. So I'm like, cool, okay, right, we've established it, great. And then, but then this is this is sometimes my problem with heels is that if I'm meant to dislike you, you're not meant to do things that I like. And straight away, yeah, he's being disrespectful. But then I'm looking down, I'm like, is that a homage to Edge? And then later on in the match, they do mention it on commentary. I don't know if it was Kevin Kelly or who it was, but somebody said about like, yeah, he's paying respect tonight to Edge because he was wearing like the camo um, tights and and obviously the red, you know, boots or, or kick pads or whatever you want to call them. I noticed that. And it was flat out. It was an Edge. It was Edge's attire pretty much, wasn't it? Just custom to himself. Well, one thing he did during the match was basically steal every Bullet Club member's uh, leader's moves, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, there was there was quite a few things like that. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I was yeah, it, it it gave it showed me he was a heel, but then I was like, oh, that's cool, and I shouldn't really be doing that for the heel, like as a you know rule of thumb, I guess. But yeah, I I like that. By the time Tanahashi comes out, like what you wear and stuff. Takahashi, when Takahashi comes out, it's like everybody, and again, like this is just what I mean about, I guess, just Japan, but like it's just these over the top flamboyant costumes. But it looks amazing. Like at Wrestle Kingdom, it just looks like so cool when they're coming out. And yeah, I mean, straight away, I was like, right, good guy, bad guy. Okay, let's, let's see what happens here then. But yeah, the match itself, I thought was really good. Yeah, really good, solid opener. Like, at the fast pace and uh, had a bit of a very wrestling style. But it was just like a hundred miles an hour throughout the match. Mm. Like it was pretty much constantly just go go go. Yeah. Um, Takahashi Tuck- though, he's he's always been like that old time bomb. For for those out there who you don't know, time bomb is his you know, his moniker if you like his his nickname is uh, his thing is time bomb. Because I'm pretty sure his finishes something to do with time as well, time bomb or something. It's something. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but I think you're right. Um, that was um, no, that was, I was thinking of Kushida and the time splitter. But yeah, can't talk about Kushida a- anymore because he's not in there, bastards. <laughs> the the moon salt from Phantasmo. I think the was it like the Asai moon salt? It was yeah. the one from the when he did the walk. Yeah, to, yeah. to the outside. Well, it was the one to the outside of the ring. And my Jesus, like the hang time on that. I don't think I've ever seen one that looked so picture perfect. <laughs> it was, that was, I mean, he really got some air yeah. on that one. Really got some air. That was, that was a massive, massive takeaway. Um, yeah, quite a few high spots throughout the match, both in and outside of the ring. Yeah, that, that rope, <laughs> the rope bit was, at first I was like, you know, again, because it's something the heel was doing and it's it's impressive and maybe it shouldn't be. But then it went on for so long and he kept doing all these stupid things with it. It became so obnoxious yeah, that we, I was like, yeah, that's he, a heel thing to do. He, he did the flare strut, didn't he? Yeah. 
But it was like this whole, like, he's doing going backwards and forwards, doing a flare strut on the top rope, and then he sort of went down to the middle and back up again. And I just thought, yeah. I, I really, I, that match sold me on El Fantasbe. Um Well, I didn't need this match to sell me because I saw him at Progress. Oh, there you go. And he was amazing then, just, so... <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. But it was weird because he was a face of that match at Progress. So it's almost weird when you see like someone be a face somewhere else and be a heel somewhere. Yeah. And the fact 100%. He, the fact he stomped on Takahashi's hand was like that's yeah. a good good sell point. It was. It was a good setup, <laughs> I suppose, for night two as well, because obviously Takahashi walks away victorious. Yeah. Um after a I can't remember what the finish was. I think it was a roll up. Like a, well, technically it was a surprise finish. I think it was, yeah. Well, it was a variation of a roll-up, which I know not too many people usually happy with. For me, I mean, again, like it didn't really, I've, I can't really, I have, you have to hold a lot of judgment because again, New Japan and Jap- Japanese Western in general, very different to the West. Mm, absolutely. For the large part, but I mean, really the match was, was solid. And Yeah, because he tried doing the ring, one ring in Angel, didn't he? Oh, Phantasma, and then he gets caught. <laughs> There was a few things. So he did the um, the first one I noticed was the the Omegas kind of like banging of of the mat to the Terminator theme. Yeah, and and I was like, oh, okay. And again, like they acknowledge it on commentary. Um, yeah, the only time we're going to hear Omega on <laughs> Do Japan. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I can't remember what else there was. I think I there think was he did, a, didn't he do a phenomenal forearm. Yeah, there was a phenomenal. I think forearm. he did two as well. Was there anything for Devitt? I don't think he did the stomp, did he? Oh, there must have been something. Did he go? No, I think it, did, I can't really. Didn't he did? The, I can't remember it. I think it was the corner drop kick. Oh, maybe. But I know he did the uh, feet trigger as well. There was a lot. There was a lot of um, nods to previous Bullet Club members. So I don't know. If it's got anything to do with what happened uh, later that week. Hey, I think we should get to that. We'll, we'll get to it. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, overall, then really solid opener. So what are we what are we rating then? I'll give it... That's a gold... I'll go, oh, you, sorry, you no, go, no, no. you go. I'll give it a 4.5. Yeah. I, I mean, Goldenham, so it's about the same sort of thing. <laughs> Goldenham is my... <laughs> my trophy system, you've got your bronze, silver, gold, platinum, but when I'm sort of in the middle, you just blend it together. You know, you make it work for you at the end of the day. That's you, You've got to work smart, not work hard, Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> it's not hard work to come up with them names. <laughs> not really. No, Golden. Um, it was honestly, it was fantastic. That's the match that I needed, not a battle royale. <laughs> yeah, four point two five, solid match. You know, Eagles, like you said, it, it. You can't expect anything less, really. I, I knew going in that it was going to be great. The whole show's great. I mean, Wrestle Kingdom's always really good. The, I've I've watched, been watching it now for three or four years, and. It's it's never this it's never bad. It's it's always good. You go into it knowing that it's going to be a really good show. Yeah, yeah. And getting getting off with a good start always helps. Yeah. Like like a couple of years ago, you had um, Will Ospreay against Abushi, I think it was, and that was a really good opener. Mm. The importance of an opening match, I don't think, is stated enough. Really, like it really is the the tone setter yeah. for the night. Well, I say for the night, obviously, if you get lost in the middle, then it's hard to bring you back. But yeah, you want to at least kick it off with... But again, that's what I mean. With, with, with the crowd not being able to make much noise, it was. It does take some of it out. It, it takes some out of it for you. But 
again, you re- there's nothing that you can do. It, it honestly just can't be helped. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it, was, it was great. It was fantastic. Um, can I just mention, I found out the attendance. Okay. Uh, night one was 12,689. Wow. It still looks more than that. Yeah. I don't know if it's, wow. I don't know if it's because of um, how, how big the place is, but yeah. I suppose it wasn't filled all the way out. No, and you. And to be honest, you can't really see. You know, they never got a lot of crowd shots. No. Well, they never really do, actually. The lighting wasn't really that different, no. I don't think. But So, great. So, yeah, going on to the next one then. It was uh, G.O.D., Gorillas to Destiny, my boys, Tamatonga and Tangaroa, uh, versus Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi uh, for the IWGP tag team titles. Call them by their tag name. <laughs> the Golden Techers. Dangerous techers. Dangerous tech. (laughs) I don't, again, this is like, it's Japan, isn't it? And I love it. I do. But I just, I was, I was so puzzled and confused watching Tai Chi come to the ring and miming, but really badly miming that song. Like he wasn't even trying. (laughs) No, I'm sure. Tai Chi's great. He is. He's really good. Honestly, I was just, I don't understand. (laughs) I I thought the commentators were funny. It was like, it's not even plugged in. Come on. I know, yeah. <laughs> they were playing. I, I thought the commentary was pretty good, um, really, throughout most of the night. But yeah. yeah, I was a bit. It feels like a real odd couple team, Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Like, yeah. But in a way, it does. I mean, this is, you know, as, as I said, you can you never know what to expect from Japan. I mean, they'll do no. anything. Well, Zack Sabre Jr. It, stole it because he was like, it's the fucking Tokyo Dome. Like yeah, three or four times. Yeah. <laughs> and he, was he kept, pumped. And he was like, get your ass over here. Come on. Yeah, we'll get to that point in the match because that, that was stuck out a little bit for me. But again, yeah. I don't know if that was like a, a hearing thing, a language barrier. I don't know. I mean... Well, but Zack Sabre Jr. has been there for a long time. I would have thought he'd learned some Japanese by now, right? He, yeah, he has been He has been wrestling there for a while. Over a year or two, couple of years or something. Yeah, he's been properly in oh, it. Wait, I think it's longer than that now, isn't it? It could be. It feels like he's been there for years. Could be three years, maybe more. It was. Yeah. It was just. It was just a bit. Yeah, I don't know. It just. It made me laugh, and I just thought, "Wow, this is just you know wrestling, isn't it?" But <laughs> um, Gorillas of Destiny. Proof that Samoan wrestlers can't go wrong. I'm sorry, yeah. but Gorillas of Destiny. What are one of the best tag teams in the world? It doesn't matter whether you're a fanboy, WWE fanboy, an AEW fanboy, whatever. Gorillas of Destiny are one of the best tag teams in the world. Definitely. Well, they they walk out the the new champs here, which I think is the is it fourth, seventh, seventh, because they they, they said they hadn't won at um, Wrestle Kingdom, which I, I was surprised because I thought they had. Right. Okay. So that was their first win at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, I think okay. first win in four tries. I think that's what it was. I'm sure it's. But I'm sure it's like their seventh reign. Right. I I so again for someone who was a bit more new to the New Japan products again, like watching a full show at least, I was a bit uh, confused at first who was heel and who was face because Tai Chi's going for a lot of those, like, chokes. Yeah, I thought that. At at the beginning, I was like, okay, so I guess they're the heels. And, you know, he's come out and he's miming really badly to a song. And I just thought, okay, maybe he's a heel. And then, you know, Tamatonga's the good bad guy. And I'm like, okay, so right, so he's the good bad guy. So... But again, then where it, then the lines get blurred again is okay, yeah. But Bullet Club, 
and a Bullet Club predominantly heel because you know the leaders are heel, even though they got two leaders. Because Evil, I think, was only brought in as the leader to kind of fill in for the time Jay White was away because of the pandemic. But obviously, with them both being back, I don't know what's going on. It's just, I was just a bit kind of like I don't really know who's meant to be heel and face here. And then I think as the match was going on, the commentators were kind of helping fill it in for me by saying like, "Oh yeah, Tai Chi's become uh, really popular. He's selling all of his merch. People are really getting behind him as the underdog." And I was like, "Right, okay." Yeah, but why? Is so he, I guess why guess he's the face. But then why is he trying to choke yeah. them out? Because then when the he, I think when Tamatonga did it later on and, and got him down, or it might have been Tangaroa, but got him down and started choking him, and I was like. Well, that's not heel, is it? Because he did it to him first. So yeah, he's he, just getting payback. And he said that. He said, well, why did you not stop him when he did it to me? Yeah, but that meant exactly. So I don't know. I was a bit... I mean, that, that kind of took me a little bit out of this match. Like, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But the fact that I couldn't really work out who was meant to be heel and face was just a bit like... It, it kind of it threw me a little bit. But I think that's proof that we need to watch the product before we watch the pay-per-views. <laughs> Well, it's, diff- yeah, but- it's difficult though because they don't really. They do have like a weekly product, but it's not like it's what not you really think it is. though, is it? It's yeah, not what it's, you think. No. They they really just do tournaments and yeah. um, cups and stuff like that. It's not very like events, isn't it? It's not like a weekly television product or anything, no. which is probably what helps keep it so special because you don't see you know the same matches over and over again. Yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, to go back then to the, the potential language barrier thing, I think that, like, yeah, it's great, because Zack Sabre Jr. is like, yeah, it's the fucking Tokyo Dome, and he's getting, like, into it. But when he's up on the top rope and he's waiting for Tai Chi, and he's like, Tai Chi, get your ass over here, get your ass over, and it was like, it was it, it was way too much of a delay, and he had to keep saying it, and he yeah. kept gesturing him over, and Tai Chi's got this, like, half assed front face lock on, or whatever it was, I can't, I can't remember what it was, but you could tell it was like, there was a bit of malfunction at the junction going on. And I just don't know whether or not it's because they couldn't hear each other, if there is that language barrier or what it was, but it was it was really noticeable. Again, look, it doesn't take away from the fact it was a really, really good match. But, you know, going into it, um, you know, Tamatonga, Gorillas of Destiny just looked to me like they, were, they should have walked out as champions and, you know, I'm glad they did. Yeah. Yeah, and like I say, proof that some of our wrestlers are so good. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Heal the face. Samoa is just yeah. Why has Samoa not got its own wrestling company? Like, <laughs> if they all just made their own well, company. Well, if they did that, WWE would have been out of business a long time ago. They'd put everyone out of business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just because it felt it was weird because I thought I was watching a Nusos match to begin with because I've never seen them with short hair. Oh, mate, they're better yeah. than the Usos. Well, yeah, but wouldn't you like to see that match? I'd like oh, yeah. to see it, yeah. The Usos are fantastic. Yeah. I um, I really enjoyed it. I did really enjoy it. I really enjoyed I was, it. I, I, had, I, I was going to ask, though, what's the deal with the managers? Because that, that got a little bit weird at one point as well. What, what? There was just that sort of like um, I don't know the names of the guys, so you're gonna have to forgive me. But there was that guy just getting kicked, like hit with the kendo stick at yeah. ringside with like one arm, and it just like it just looked funny, and you could just hear the shots because obviously the crowd was so quiet. While there's wrestling going on the ring, and you just think this poor guy's just getting whipped, and he's not even on camera. <laughs> like, yeah. What's going on? <laughs> there are moments. I don't know what the deal was. There are moments where they they talk about stuff that you can't see, but we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they had Jado 
for the Greta Destiny, and I'm not going to pronounce the other the Dangerous Echoes manager because it might sound wrong. <laughs> it looks like it looks like it says Dookie, but it might be wrong. Dookie. Yeah, maybe it is. For everybody listening, you know, genuinely, really are sorry, but you can correct us in the comments below. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pronounced Dukai. Dukai? Could be. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, so let's talk about the finish then. Uh, well, finish. Yeah, so he takes the... So whose glove is that? Is that Tai Chi's glove? Yeah. So again, why is Tai Chi coming out with a foreign object and he's the face? I don't get it. <laughs> but whatever. I think he, he takes it. To his own demise, um, I think it's Tamatonga that uses it, wasn't it? Or was it Tangaroa? It's one of them. <laughs> I can't remember who gets the actual pinfall here, but yeah, they clock in with that and that's pretty much the end of it. So it wasn't a clean win, but you know, if the heels, if, if they were the heels, I mean, I guess they were, but <laughs> if, if the heels um, cheat to win, I guess it makes sense, doesn't it? So finish made sense for me. Yeah. It was good. It was good overall. So what rating? What what are we giving it then? I'll give it a 4.25. Same. I got again 4.25. Uh, it's a Gilver for me. <laughs> it's a Gilver. Hang on. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. How, how can how can this, how can you go backwards? I what do you mean go backwards? Well, if it's a gol a Gulver Gold Gulver. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. So I got a gold in them, yeah. And then this one's a gilver because it sounds better, doesn't it? Otherwise, it's otherwise you call it sold or silvered or something. It's just that's rubbish. <laughs> G's just a powerful, you know. It just works, doesn't it? Ain't nothing but a G thing, eh? <laughs> nothing but a G thing. Yeah, gilver for me. Well, before he beats Drew McIntyre at Rumble, we. Oh, don't start Jay off. Don't start. <laughs> that's, that's that's one for another day. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm sure he appeared at Wrestle Kingdom Goldberg, but he's a totter. Now that's the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> Going on then, we've got Kenta, good old Kenta, against uh, Satoshi Kojima to for the number one contender for the uh, IWGP uh, United States Championship. I mean, obviously, you had a little appearance from Moxley as well. Yeah, I think we should talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Why not? What did you make of that? Uh, the, it's a weird thing for me because I thought because I was remembering that he lost the title because he couldn't make an appearance when they had a typhoon. Then, when he came back at Wrestle Kingdom last year and won it off uh, Archer, then he did a couple of defenses, and then the pandemic happened. Yeah, he's still got the title, but he's not been stripped this time because he can't make appearances. It's a bit weird. Yeah, but you, you, yeah, you can't. You know, they, you can't strip him of a title because of COVID. Day. That's nobody's fault, is it? Really? Well, I, know it? Ne- I know. I know. Neither's a typhoon, so it's a bit silly. Yeah. But what's the difference? Um, well, I guess I guess they can do what they want, really, with it. But they do what they bloody well want. <laughs> <laughs> There's more money in building the anticipation for Moxley to come back. I would have thought. But by the way it looks is that Kent has basically been carrying around that briefcase for a while. And then, you know, he's essentially saying that he already is the US champion. Because well, that's what we said, like, going into yeah. it. That they should basically just award him with it. Yeah. I mean, let's face it as well. We know that Kenta and Moxley is going to happen. And we know when it does, it's going to be one hell of a match as well. It's going to be great. When, when it can finally happen, it's going to be one hell of a match. 
I, I want to put forward a, a bit of a theory. All right. And I know I might be reading into it and looking into it a bit too much, but um, some spoilers for, for Dynamite just passed. Obviously, well, and Impact, actually. So if, if you've just had the... Um, uh, if you haven't seen the shows yet and you don't want to know, then probably skip forwards about... Spoiler alert! Minutes. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Woo! Oh, oh, so, oh. <laughs> on Impact and Dynamite, of course, Good Brothers um, and Kenny Omega are fully aligned. But then Dynamite showed that, um, obviously, the, the Bucks are in kind of... I don't know if it was sort of reluctantly at the end of Dynamite or what, but everyone was, you know, doing the click pose and and whatever. And it looks like, you know, reforming Bullet Club. And they were, they were referring to it as Bullet Club, which, for me, was a bit like, hmm, okay... Can they you know, really do that? The Omega's thing, yeah. Omega. Well, they've been doing it, but then they've they've been targeting Moxley, and then Moxley's also going to have a feud with Kenta of New Japan, who's also of the Bullet Club. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm maybe looking into that a bit too much. But if if we're going to look at this whole, you know, there's going to be a big cross promotional thing. For me, it just seems a bit too coincidental that Moxley seems to have found himself in a rivalry with Bullet Club members across the world. So, you know, if this is what maybe brings together a bigger bullet club or or what, you know, brings new... I don't know. Well, but it's also strange because of the... I don't know if it happened at this point in the night or if it comes up, but we might as well mention it now anyway. New Japan obviously announced that they are going to be... Have, they're going to have more details coming out in the recent weeks, but they're going to have a TV deal over here in the UK and in the United States. Yeah. And that is... I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, yeah. honestly, I've been... Hoping for years and years, at least five years, that they'd do something like that. And I'm glad that they are finally doing it. Also, weren't they trying to do a New Japan US as well before, obviously, pandemic happened? Yeah, I did hear about that. but Because that's I'm where the that, time I'm they did that, that show with Ring of Honor, wasn't it? Because that's where Boxy did his promo, I think. At a... I'm New... glad that they're doing this deal because it means they can stay true to what they do. But it just gets shown to a larger audience and I'm all for that. I wouldn't want them to change anything. It's accessibility, just keep it as isn't it? it is. But just but, yeah, just bring it over here. Just don't change anything. Just keep it as it is. Yeah, exactly. But just that. show it on TV. They mentioned uh I think that obviously it is doing quite well, say for example, here in the UK, but like what we've said before, it is just accessibility. It's it's mm. difficult to try and get that product in its full full content. You know, yeah. aside from like watching the stuff maybe on YouTube and everything else as well or you know, when the pay-per-views come out on fight. But it is difficult. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what the deal will entail. I don't know, like, in what capacity, like you said. You don't want them to lose anything that makes it New Japan. Like, I don't want to see them westernise it. Like, I know I'm laughing no. at some of the stuff. 100%. But it's because it is yeah. so different. Like, But I don't want to see them change that because that's that's a part of what makes it, yeah. you know, so different and unique. Definitely. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. You know, along with the news of that and the fact that, like I say, Moxie seems to have found himself in this rivalry with Bullet Club members across the board. Maybe. I don't know. Look, I'm just saying. I'm putting it out there. I'm throwing it out there for maybe something to maybe think about. Well, if it happened, I'm game. If it didn't happen, still good anyway. You know, If it doesn't happen, then yeah, it's absolutely fine. But if it does happen... Just imagine that. Like, just the Bullet Club just coming together across, like, you know, the different continents of the world... And just, I don't know if they end up having their own rivalry or like what would happen. But, you know, obviously it's a shame you wouldn't get your Devitt and 
uh, AJ Styles at this point, but you get everybody else. Well, you never know what could happen in the future. No, I suppose not. That's the thing. Never say never, right? That's what they say. So well, apparently, but we always say never. <laughs> but let, but if if we're just going off topic, I'm not. I know we're doing a review for New Japan and everything, but I just want to get this out there quickly. If all this happened, who do you think Sting would be aligned to? Bullet Club, Chaos, Los Incongruables. Who do you think he would be? Who's Sting? Yeah, nobody. Sting's a lone wolf. That's what I mean. Well, you say that. He would, he, in... would he align himself with anything like that? Well, or he's, would he's, he be he's, on his own? He was in Wolfpack. He's already aligned. So he... uh, yeah, but come on. Nobody nobody talks about Wolfpack. Wolfpack was awful. Yeah, it weren't great, <laughs> to be honest. bad. They had uh, sort of all right entrance music and his red face paint looked kind of cool, but yeah, that but, was... Yeah, but if it went for Wolfpack, uh, Goldberg would still be undefeated. Look, let's not go into that now, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> let's get back on topic. So we're talking about Kenta yes. and um, Kojima. Uh, one thing I for- we forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, they did a Brody Lee tribute. Uh, they did, yeah. That, that's, that was good. That's good. I didn't that's see nice. that, actually, but that's good that they did yeah, that. Yeah, because they did... Uh, it's Monday, you know what that means. Yeah. On commentary. Um, yeah. That's good. There was a few other bits, I think, throughout the night. It was it was really nice I, to see. I think someone did a yeah, 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 but I might be mistaken. I, I imagine it probably did come up. But yeah, let's talk about Kenta. Well, Ken, Kenta beats Kojima here. Yeah. Obviously, we've we've already said that pretty much because, well, like we say, we know that it's going to be him and Mox down the road. But one thing that amazed me was Kojima's fifty. He doesn't look it. They never no, do. He doesn't. There. They never he, do. Not, he did not look in phys- 50 at in all. In physique and way he moved around, like a 50. And it's been, it's been there for 30 years, I think they said. They never That's... look their age. And I think it's because of their diet as well. They they never look their age and they're always in such good shape. Yeah. One of, Another thing that amazed me was Kent is 39. He feels, yeah. like, he feels like he's been wrestling for a shitload of years. Yeah, well, yeah. He has. <laughs> it does like, feel like he's, he's been going a long time. But he was in uh, Ring of Honor like 2005, 2005. Four maybe, and then was it Noah? Noah, and then... Noah was where he's made his name. Yeah, and then obviously, obviously, he's, obviously he's, and he's been all around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brief stint with WWE, but yeah, the less the less said about that, the better, really. <laughs> well, he did was... he did say that it was his most frustrating time in his career, but half of that I imagine not, it was yeah, but it's not all their fault, and it's not all his fault. Injuries no, happen. it's not. He, he was happen. quite injury prone. Yeah. Well, I said before, I, I don't know what it is like about guys when they come over from Japan, but they do seem a lot more prone to injury. Obviously, Kashida's the same. That's, I think it's a different style, and it's a change in style and the change in, well, everything, really. It, yeah. It just, yeah. It's well, they're just winding down different. a bit, aren't they? But then I think it might also be their schedule. I, I don't know how often they wrestle in Japan, but New Japan is not as... It's not as often no. as like WWE or anything like that. But they, That's what I mean. But when it gets to G1 and tournaments like that, they are nearly every day. Yeah. So the, but it's, it's as opposed to maybe just doing it week by week, or with WWE potentially sometimes you could be wrestling one week and not have a match for a year. So I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it is good though to see him, and he and he did seem on form. But the match wasn't as like high octane and high pace as the previous two. But it was quite a good. Um, I mean that in a good way, but it it kind of, it did slow it down a little bit, and they just had a bit more of a technical. I just think it was a bit more of a technical. Yeah. Belt. yeah. I expected that though, really. Yeah. So let's... it was still hard hitting. Exactly what you'd expect oh, yeah. from some of the striking. Uh, shortest match of that night, 
Yeah. Not by much, but it was less than 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So should we talk about the finish then? Well, right person won. Absolutely. And um, I think going forwards, like we say, I'm just, I'm really just excited to see what, what he does with Moxley. Yeah. But, you know, he's done, he's just doing it again though. It's another third match straight, Bullet Club. And um, <laughs> I don't know. I it just all seems a bit too coincidental for me. But yeah, he's doing a great job. And I think that briefcase is kind of their prop for that title right now. And it, it just works, I think. Well, I love the fact that they said that they had to change it because he smashed it over someone's head. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Continuity. Yeah. That's and, what you like. and one thing they said, I think they said this, he's defended that briefcase more than anyone's defended that the actual title. <laughs> which is which gives him a strong claim to be champion. Which, yeah. Which means when he loses to Moxley, because Moxley nearly wins every match. Nah. But then, yeah, but saying that though, he has lost now to Omega, so that now... That's why that, said, lead, that, that leads him into be able to lose. So that's why I said nearly. Yeah. Well, I, we'll have to wait and see what happens with it, but it won't be a clean finish, regardless. No. But at the end of the day, so, though, it is New Japan's call. So if they want their boy to go over, then their boy's going to go over. Yeah. Exactly. But anyway, yeah. So, um, so yeah. What are we? What are we rating for this one then? Um, I, I give it a. F- for me, I'm going to go straight in with a three point seven five. I, was, I don't know. I was going to give it a three and a half. Fair. It's not. It's not weak. It's not bad, but it's not. It didn't live up to the higher level that the other two had for, for me. Understandable, though. Really, I mean, he's fifty. <laughs> yeah, but he looked. He looked good for a fifty year. Oh right? yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Didn't didn't look like he was a s- slow wrestler. Didn't look like no, no, not at all. No, I don't know where I sort of stand with that one. Probably another Gilver. Fucking Gilver. Another Gilver. Because it was... I, I did really enjoy it. And I, I enjoyed it for the fact because it wasn't quite as long. Sounds like some of that story. It, were. <laughs> it wasn't quite as long. And it was... Yeah. Again, like It just... I don't know. I think maybe me thinking about what could happen off the back of that match made it better for me. But that's what you want, isn't it? Because it builds story. Yeah. It was really good. Like Again, there wasn't actually a bad match on the whole card. But no. it's no. just what you prefer and, you know... Yeah, I mean, there's something for everyone, you know? Always. So, so going on to the next one, then, we've got um, Hiroshi Tanahashi, um, <laughs> who's, like, proper, like, he's been going in New Japan for years, and he's always had his, like, blonde hair, like, proper, like, all the girls, like, fancy him and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, versus the Great Okan. I think it was the Great Okan? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and now I've got no idea who this guy is whatsoever. So Gray Khan's now one of the guys in the new Will Ospreay faction, isn't he? The Empire. Yeah. Because it's it's him, Jeff Cobb, and someone else. B. Priestley, technically. B. Priestley. I thought there was someone else as well, but... Yeah, this was weird. It, it didn't really feel like a Wrestle Kingdom match, like, on paper, because the Great Khan is such an unknown... Which is ironic because of that question mark yeah. in front of him, but and it's also yeah. I mean, like, I think the idea is he's a Mongolian warlord type gimmick thing, and um, it's good to see. I mean, you know, it's good to see. Don't get me wrong. I just it was yeah, great. I just don't don't know the guy. I mean, I've never heard of him. Well, the I, match was the match was really good. I looked it up, and he was a young lion for like five years. And now this is his first real push, right? 
course, so, it's good to see. You know, it's good to see people it's, getting pushed. Yeah, it's good to see someone new. It's, yeah, I mean, especially against some up against someone on Tanahashi's level. Hmm. No, Takahashi's level. Sorry. Oh, for goodness' sake! It is, it is Tanahashi, isn't no, it? No, it is Tanahashi. Yeah, Tanahashi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially going up against someone on Tanahashi's level. It's nice. It's nice to see him get a push. That's like someone like uh, Powerhouse Hobbs going up against like a Triple H or something. If, well, if you a- want, like, if you want, like an equivalent. Yeah. Well, th- this is what I don't understand, though. But it was nice to see him go up against someone that's a big, big star in Japan. Yeah. The, I, so the story for this, then, it feels like it was... So Tanahashi's winding down. His age is keeping him from getting any further. He's, basically, he's an old man. Like, that's that was the story on commentary, and that was it was proper pushed on you. And I was like... Wait, what? Because, I mean, like Jay was saying, like the guy looks like he belongs in, you know, front cover of every model magazine going. (laughs) You know, I just thought, like, the guy doesn't look like an old... I wouldn't say that is an old guy. Like, I wouldn't look at him and go, that's someone who hasn't got it. But that was a story. And that's what I don't get. So, Tanahashi's 44. Kojima was, what did you say, 50? 50, Yeah. yeah. Six years different. So, why isn't the story Kojima is too old? Yeah, this is a thing, isn't it? Because if Tanahashi but... basically needs a Zimmer frame, then, you know, is Kojima dead? <laughs> like, what's the... Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I just... he did, well, he did kill off Metal Gear. <laughs> no, well, he didn't. He didn't kill off Metal Gear. No. Um, Konami killed off Metal Gear. He just didn't want to make him anymore. Anyway, beside the point, so... <laughs> it just felt weird. Like, I was like, why are we calling so much of this guy's age? Like, he's not old. Yeah. It, it, when they were talking about the the confidence thing, I was a bit more like, right, I get that because, um, you know, if he's because he, he, he'd lost, like, I think he was putting a few people over probably throughout the last six months of twenty twenty. Um, so if he's losing, like, I get that, but to call into his age again, like, it just felt a bit too much for me. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> it reminded me of Ron, Randy Savage near the end of his WWE run when he was like forty. Yeah. And but it's like, banged him on commentary. Yeah, yeah, on commentary yeah. And he said, like, no, we don't want you to wrestle. And then now look at WWE. Yeah, if you're over 40, but, you're a legend. Yeah, um, I mean, to be honest, though, from watching Japan over the last few years, some of the matches I've seen, you've got guys that are, like, way over 50. And they've still, like, especially, I think it was Jushin Thunder Liger's retirement match. Like, you, had a lot, yeah. you had a lot of mm. people in that match that was well over 50. And, like, they were going... They were like they were really going like you wouldn't expect at that age. Mm. So I mean, yeah, to bring age into it, 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 it seems a bit strange to me because yeah, they don't usually do that sort of no, thing. No, but like, like I said, maybe because Ray Khan is a was a young lion and yeah, but I then, guess, then, you know, it does uh, does work. I guess if they if they were to say in storyline that Ray Khan was like, "You're an old guy, I'm the young guy, put me over," kind of stuff. It would work better, but I don't think that was the plan. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if maybe if the grand scheme of things, because that's like, I know we'll come to it, but that's what's kind of spurred the whole Osprey turn on chaos, wasn't it? So, you know, like Osprey looking at Okada as like, you're you're the old guy up there in the limelight and blah, blah, blah. Because again, it plays, it does play another factor there, but we will come to it. But I don't know whether or not like that's the idea of like, is that the mentality of the faction that like, they're the young guys that deserve the, the push and everyone else is old as fuck. Like, I, if that's what it is, then I guess that makes a bit more sense. But 
it was just it was just a bit weird. I mean, admittedly, I don't know whether or not it is selling or or what, but after the match and at certain points through the match, but particularly at the end and when he was walking off, like Tanahashi did look like he was struggling to walk a bit. Like he looked like he had stickman legs, but with no <laughs> knees. Yeah. Oh, can we just say though, I mean, even after all that, um like the push of the old versus young, uh, Tanahashi did come out on top, he did win the match. Um and sort of rightly so as well, because although he you know, he's although he's he's pushing and he's getting the young ones over and that, which is good, he needs to still get the credit that he deserves. So I'm glad that he I'm glad it's I'm sort of fifty fifty, like, I'm glad that he did win the match. Because it still shows like, yeah, if they're going into that story, like, yeah, I'm still an old, I'm an old guy, but I've still got it. I can still whoop the young guy's asses and that, which is good. Um, but at the same time, again, it's putting the young guy over. But as Ash said, if, you know, if it's his first proper big match, then it kind of makes sense that he doesn't go over, like, straight away, especially to, like, Tanahashi as well. So I'm sort of 50-50 on that. I was just saying. It would, yeah, but, but I suppose looking at it, I mean, I suppose spoiler for the match coming up, but if if he was going to have Great Okan going over in that match, but then maybe Osprey not going over in his one, then yeah. what would that really say about the hierarchy of that that's, faction? That's true. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's a valid point. But yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know the the, the walk off at the end from Tanahashi. I don't know whether or not it was really good selling or or what it was, but uh, you know, I don't know if he genuinely might may actually have some issues with his legs. He could very well. You know, but that's not. I don't think that's because of his age. It's just because of the career path. And like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like Jay uh, said, Japanese it's wrestling. It's not exactly the easiest thing to do over. No, like, but it's that, stiff, man. It's strong over there. But that's one thing. I've, I'm pretty sure there's no, not much. You know how like there's always like someone takes a really bad bump on the apron or something like that. I don't think there was that many, or if, if there were any at all. Oh, we're coming to it. There was definitely a couple. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what I mean? I, how it's I like, do, yeah. There wasn't that. So what, what, what are we giving this then? What are we giving this match? Uh, four. I did really enjoy it. I, I would actually probably give this gold. Yeah, I, I'd say I'm going to give it a 4.1. Mm. <laughs> 4. If you want to be awkward about it. <laughs> well, why has yeah, it got it's to be, gold? Yeah, why has it got to be a certain amount of numbers? Exactly. I'm going to give mine. Why, a four, why is it got to be? I'm going to give mine a four point one seven four point six two eight point one one four. Ratings are. I mean, ratings are a joke at the end of the day, aren't they? Well, we like, went like we said before. Yeah, we went through this. Yeah, it's just you either like it or you don't, don't you? Yeah, it's just it is what it is. It's just. But again, it, it, it was another great match, you know. Fantastic, yeah, and it, I think that's that's a strong showing for Great Okan. Yeah, even in defeat. Yeah. yeah we, we, well, the next one we're coming up to one of the big ones. One of the anticipated ones. It's uh, Kazuchika Okada, the veteran, the chaos Mr. guy. Mr. Wrestle Kingdom. Mr. Wrestle Kingdom itself going up against Will Osprey. Osprey, 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 whichever you want to say it. Osprey, Osprey, Osprey. <laughs> Osprey, Osprey, Osprey. But Will Osprey, yeah. And I'll tell you what, he's he's just got, over the over the past year or so, he's just got better and better. Osprey, oh. really. I mean, he's just, he's probably the best. I wouldn't. I don't want to. I don't want to lay him into the cruiserweight thing, but he's he's one of the best smaller guys in the world, if not the best. His, his agility and his movement is just it's something else. I've what, never seen junior, anything like it. Was he junior? So he. he um, I think he was junior heavyweight he, champion at open some point. Never he was. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then he, he um, and then he did. I think he did win the G One Climax as well a few years ago. Uh, he won the Super Cup and Super Juniors. Super Junior. That was was that last year or year before? I think he's won it twice. Yeah. God, I can't keep up with some of it. And, and, I can't keep up with Will Ospreay. <laughs> and now it feels like he's taken a step up to the heavyweight division. Yeah, which is good. I mean, it's nice to see those smaller guys getting pushed with the bigger guys in 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 respect to the hierarchy of the card and physically. It's nice to see him getting a push up to that me- up to that level because he you know he does deserve it. He, he yeah. really does. He, he's he's a really good talent. And I think his performance in the match shows that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He, he didn't rely too much on the high flying. It was more. Yeah, and he's no. a UK guy as well. <laughs> I mean, look, this is my match of the night, and I didn't think it would be. I mean, I wasn't saying I was never like, oh, I don't think it will be. But I always thought main event was going to be it for me. But in retrospect, I think this was my match of the night. Um, this- for a lot of things that you've said there, actually, Jay, you, you mentioned about. Um, or, or, or was some, one of you just mentioned about there wasn't a lot of high flying that was from Ash, Will Ospreay. Yeah. So he's the heel though. So again, like I ju- it just worked for me, but he's proven he's more than just flip-flopping. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I loved it. It was so good. But going from that, ori- that, that initial kind of opening um, video package, you know, where they're watching like a card on the TVs and then he smashes it yeah. with mm. a baseball bat. And he's kind of like dressed up as... Because that's the thing now. He's the Commonwealth Kingpin is the nickname for him, isn't it? So he's a leader of the Empire. He's the Commonwealth Kingpin. And he was in that suit. And it kind of like gave me Tom Hardy sort of, you know, esque vibes. <laughs> um, yeah, I know what you mean. You know, from that package. But I, I don't, it just worked for me. And then Okada is Okada. Oh, you know, he is Mr. Wrestle Kingdom. He's synonymous with... Um, well, not just with Wrestle Kingdom, the event, but he's synonymous with New Japan, really, now at this point. I mean, yeah. the guy doesn't he's, really ever yeah. have a bad match. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. They're consistently five... I mean, if you go by a melt to scale, but, the, you know, they are consistently five-plus star matches. Yeah. Again, he's another one that's... He's one of the best in the world, and he, he has been for years. It's the way he builds this match. Yeah. Like, th- th- there's a lot of them in New Japan, like, because again, because it's so different, the way they build their matches, but it's because they're longer, they can do more with it. Yeah. But like Okada matches do tend to start off quite slow and then they kind of hit that next gear in the last like yeah, yeah. sort of half of it. And that was kind of like this one. It kind of felt like it picked up once they had done that spot on the outside, which I'm sure we'll come to. Yeah. And you know which one I mean. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as soon as we were getting into that, but there was just, it was just like layer upon layer of story with this match. Like there was, and this is where the commentary team was really good here, um, was that, I mean, first of all, we'll have to talk about the age thing. Like I just did with Tanahashi. You know, that was the whole story there. Like, oh, he's an old man. Fucking put him in a home. He's no good anymore. Like, okay, whatever. (laughs) If you say so, fuck me. But then we get to this one and it was almost like it was, they were just laughing at the idea. Because again, that was another story that Okada's old and he needs to step aside and let Osprey through. And Okada's like 32, I think they said he was. Yeah, which is... He's, he's not that crazy. old at all, really. No, exactly. I was like, fuck off now. That's ridiculous. But then, I don't know who it was. Again, it might have been Kevin Kelly. But one of them was just like, they just started laughing. And they're like, God, it used to be that you didn't get good until you were 32. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. that is probably one of the truest things anyone's ever said. That is one of the realest things anyone's ever said on commentary. And I was like, thank God that you've said it, because that was really starting to piss me off. <laughs> if, that's a, if that's the case, I've only got a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be good yeah. at something. 
I tell you what, it was it, it was that, and then it was the, it, more layers in the fact they was like, oh yeah, um, Okada's not been using the Rainmaker. You know, he's kind of like almost retired the Rainmaker. He doesn't use it no more, yeah. and he's got that submission. Um, I, uh, what's it called? M- uh, money clip. Money clip. That was it. Money clip. So. He's been finishing people with that, and I and I just then I just kind of thought, oh well, the rainmaker's coming out then, isn't it? Surely, and yeah. then it builds the excitement yeah, to see yeah. it. Yeah, the rainmaker is fucking awesome. Honestly, it's like it's just one of, when the first time I ever saw it, I just thought like, yeah, like that is something like you're never going to forget that move. Yeah, I know Japan loves their clotheslines, but this is different. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it does look yeah, good. Yeah, because yeah. the execution's good. Can yeah, I be honest? Absolutely. I don't like money clip. As a finisher, I can That's, see. I can see what yeah. you mean there. I get that, but I suppose finishers are, especially submission-wise, you probably are quite limited what you can do now. Mm. Like you want something that's quick and easy to get into, and that is. Uh, but that wasn't the finish of the match anyway. No. At least there's a few things we want to talk. About. Um, I want to talk about when Osprey removed the uh, mat from the ring. Mm. It looked like he was going to move on it. And then he did a net breaker on the other side. <laughs> I don't think no, nobody actually ended up taking a proper move on it, did they? I don't think so. I don't remember anyone doing it. Not a, not a full on bump onto the floor, no. No, but, but they did. There was a lot of the, the action spilled to the outside a lot in this match. Can I? One thing I want to say from, from watching both days is they relied on the count out a bit too much. Yeah, and there was um, the, the count out was obviously it's a twenty count for Japan. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was that was happening a lot, but there was also a fair few ref bumps. I don't know if like I've seen that some people have been a bit like funny about that because apparently it's not a very Japan thing to do. No, it's very no, not not normally. No, it's very American. Right. Okay. So that would explain it then. I, obviously, for me, I was a bit like, well, okay, that's fine. But there was the um, obviously the, well, a big ref bump in this, which surely would have been a DQ anywhere else. Because like Osprey just like pushes him like halfway across the ring, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I think it might have been Red Shoes, but it was like he just oh, like Red Shoes is him. the best. Yeah, he's literally the best ref ever. I don't remember what it was, but there was one moment where Osprey goes for a pin, and Red Shoes is like, nah. Oh yeah, that was the. Um, I, th- I I think though, what I got from that was I think it's because he was beating him up on the outside, because he'd thrown him in, he hadn't given him a chance to like recover. After being beaten up on the outside, which may have been like an illegal type move, and then and so he had to give him. I don't know. That's what I took from it. But then Osprey's like, "Oh, you're the worst referee." Hmm. <laughs> which, just to go back though quickly on the ref bump thing, because I, I forgot to mention it. I think for the tag match, but they did that sort of Tower of Doom spot in the corner in the tag match, and the ref took a bump with it. Like they all went down. Oh and yeah, the ref, he like, did, the didn't he? And, and, the, and the ref went down with it. Yeah, yeah I think he did like an elbow drop to no one. Yeah, <laughs> I just I forgot to say it. It was in my notes, and I was like, "Oh shit!" You just started talking about the ref bumps, but yeah, there was there was quite a few. Um, B Priestley takes a bump. Yeah, but you don't see it, do you? Well, you saw it get knocked off the apron, but they just don't show the after. Yeah, because it, it was but like, yes, they said uh, B Priestley went up, and then she's down. It's like where? Yeah, maybe I wasn't paying attention, but he went into her, knocks her down. I don't know. I don't know if that's you know they just wouldn't show it because of you know. To be fair, like I'd, I'd rather see what's going on in the ring. Don't get me wrong; that's not not knocking B Priestley, but the action was was these two. And another case and the story of story was these two. Another case of English play, uh, people, English speakers swearing. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a fair bit. And one thing I did like was they, the commentators didn't say, oh, sorry about the language. It was like, they just ignored it. That's probably something they have to do. Um, probably. But then, and to be honest... The thing is, Japan, though, I mean, that's what I think what you was just going to say. is yeah. that um, Obviously, swear words here in Japan, I mean, a lot, a lot of them don't, I mean, they, they know English, but basic English. So like yeah. swear words, are not really going to understand what it means anywhere. So I think they can get away with it more over there. Yeah. But also it is pay-per-view, isn't it? Like, I don't yeah. know what their yeah. TV rating yeah. or how it works in Japan. Um, obviously they'd have some sort of like rating system, but I don't know how it all kind of operates around like language and stuff like that. Like, for example, like radio, you can have, like, I think sometimes over here, for example, you can have, like, maybe one word after a certain, you know, after watershed, but it can only be certain words and only X amount yeah, well, and things like that. The one thing that gets me is whenever I watch a boxing match and, like, and it's, like, 10 o'clock at night and the, the trainer's, like, say, it's like, get your fucking head in the game and they have to apologise. It's like, it's gone past the watershed. What's the problem? Yeah, I know. I know. And it's if you're going to be offended by hearing a swear word when you're watching boxing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're watching two people about to punch <laughs> each other's brains out. One of them drops an F-bomb and you're like, oh, God, I'm turning this off. This is fucking barbaric. I'm turning this off. It's, it just doesn't happen, does it? Yeah. Uh, wrestling's pretty much the same. Like, I don't think you should have to rely on swearing to get yourself over. <coughs> like, oh, sorry. Well, I'm just... Okay, but look, I don't you think... You watched Dynamite, didn't you? You shouldn't have to be like, you know, fuck this, fuck that, and, you know, just to get a response um, and just to get yourself over there. There's, there's got to be better ways of doing it. But. That was the thing with um, British guy, the one who got released from AEW. Oh, Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc, yeah. That, he did He did an interview where he said, I can't say fuck, but I can say shit as much as I want. <laughs> can you imagine if you did that in Japan? There was, a, there was a bit here and there, but it didn't, like, I just, everything just added and worked in this match for me, like, from uh, from the wrestling. It was fantastic, honestly, it was, yeah. it, was, it was so good. And I really just, like, I was not expecting to see a table bump. No. no. That was a surprise to me as well, because, again, I mean, I know they do do it sometimes. Uh, it's not, like, a really uncommon thing. I know the tables are a lot different over there as well, but well, yeah. like, they are like proper tables, yeah. aren't they? Because it doesn't like. But it was. But it that's was, what I liked yeah. about it is that it felt like it was real. Yeah. Because it was a real table. Yeah, it was good to see it. Not my. It's not my. Not my favorite uh, table spot of the both nights, but we'll get to day two. We'll get to day two. I did really enjoy it, but I think it was because, like, you know, you could see around ringside, everybody had their their glasses up, and you know, like to all the. You know the panels. I don't know what material it is, but they have the panels up there, don't they? To like it's normally like PVC, isn't it? Other. Not PVC. Um, That's glue, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, some sort um, of uh, oh, I can't plexiglass, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, pe- plexiglass. It's like you know, and they've got all of that there, and you think you know because the COVID thing and everything. I thought, well, you know, pro- they probably won't sort of um, actually do much there. But then you could see him trying to get balance, and I was trying to work out what was going on. And then, like, when he actually, like, gets him up and then they go down on the table, I was like, what the fuck? It was really good. I think um, Okada may have, like, cut his back a little bit on the table um, because they left, like, everything on there, like, pens and all sorts. I don't know whether or not in Japan, like, if if those guys there are told that spot's going to happen. I know that sounds really stupid, and they probably are, but if they are, they sell it in such a way that they look so... 
yeah, yeah. offended that someone's <laughs> that the wrestlers have come over into their personal yeah, space. It's great. Like, see, it really is. Whenever anyone would get whipped into the barricade, and the barricade would like push into a bit, they'd look so like, like "What are you doing?" Like yeah. just looking at them, like so angry. And it was it's really refreshing to see it. Yeah, it's there was great. one spot. I think it might have been. Um, sorry, this is to go back again. It might have been the opening match, but I think Fantasma or, or um, Takahashi gets whipped into like the corner part of the barricade. And it completely like unhinged and yeah. it just swung out, and it looked like it all, it was like that close from hitting. I think the photographer, whoever it was, in the face. Yeah, I think that happened. And it really, like really swung out. But yeah, there was a lot of barricade action. Also going, going on through the night, going back, Gorillas of Destiny went into the crowd when they won. I don't they were meant yeah. to. There was a there was a <laughs> bit of that though. I was a bit like you know COVID. I mean, I guess everyone's been tested. So, yeah. but then at the same time, like, I, I, did, they, did they test the crowd when they came in? I think so because they did that in the opening package. They show fans, but I don't know if that was. I guess I, I, I guess they just take. Cause I guess they must just take their temperatures. Which, well, that's all you can do, isn't it? With those yeah, tests. exactly. But uh, yeah, so what are we giving it? Go on. We haven't even got in with the rainmaker yet. The the big rainmaker at the end. There's so much in this match, mate. What do we even talk about? The tombstone yeah. on the outside, on the apron, uh, the one on the apron. So much good stuff in the match. I just, like that Rainmaker at the end, it was great. Honestly, fantastic. And it was, because he went for it, and I thought it was the Rainmaker, because the commentary was like, Rainmaker! And I was like, that wasn't the Rainmaker. That was like, that looked like, it was just it wasn't that great. Line. Yeah. But then the Rainmaker really hit, and he was like, yeah, that's Big Daddy Rainmaker. That's yeah. what we like. Big Daddy Meltzer loved that. <laughs> I don't know, this was fucking great, from start to finish. Yeah, it the, was. it was so good. Facial expressions, the um, just just the overall demeanor, like they were both playing to the character really well, and Osprey was doing a great job. I just think as well. Like obviously, we can relate a bit more with Osprey just because we can understand him. Obviously, like from a language perspective, more. Yeah. Um, but Okada, Okada, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, but my opinion, I don't think it matters where you're from in the world. If you're watching Okada. That man, he he's radiating off the screen like that is a fucking superstar. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. It was so, um, it was so 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 good. Anyone that says it's not a platinum, it's fine. <laughs> it's your <laughs> choice. But for me, it was a platinum all day long. My yeah, first I, like first big match of the year for me. That was great. I gave it zero stars. Just kidding. It's a five star for me. <laughs> And it's a five star from me as well. Doosh. Whee! That's the first. Is that the first time we've all agreed? Actually, no. We I think we all agreed on Roman Reigns and yeah, Jey Uso uh, one. Yeah. This is yeah, this is good. What did it clock in at? Thirty five you know? minutes. Thirty five. It feels like it was longer, but in a good way. Well, yeah. There was a couple of matches that felt it was going longer, but they weren't. No, the first like like I said before, because the way Okada matches are built, but like it felt like the first part felt felt like it was thirty five minutes, mm. and then the end it's just like I don't know. You got the Oz cutters in there, and he kept going for that, and then taking each other's moves, and then I thought he was gonna t- like he was gonna pass out to the money clip. I don't know. The match had everything. Yeah, it was it was yeah fantastic. Had everything. So getting into the big one, then boys. This is the big the big main event. So we've got Kota Ibushi. I love him. Love Kota. Uh, going up against Tetsuya Naito. I love him. <laughs> Naito, I think, might might be my favourite. But For yeah. the uh, the IWGP and Intercontinental um, Championships. 
Yeah, the unified belts. So they obviously, like we said in our last episode, they got unified last year's Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. And it kind of went from Naito to... Uh, only drop it to Evil. last year. Evil, that was it. And then back to Naito again. So the winner of this match is then going to go and face Jay White on night two. My boy. In the main event. <laughs> Your boy, Jay White. The, the, uh, the only, a, lot of, a lot of people's boy. The only Jay I like. Hey. <laughs> 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 I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> but yeah, it's big implications, obviously, for the end of the match. And then um, I, I, I did have... Uh, Cota winning it. Um, I don't know what you guys thought maybe going in, but I did kind of feel like it was going to be Cota and Jay White going into night well, two. There was a story leading up to it, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It just felt like it was more natural for Ibushi to walk away the winner on that one. Yeah, I'm glad that he did win because, um, as as I said in the last time with Osprey, it's, it's good to see the smaller guys getting the... You know, the, the getting into the the high level and the main events, and just goes well, to show that even well, he's he's not he's not really a small guy. Let's face it, he's, yeah, he's a big guy. What I mean, but well, I, I mean, in terms of his name in in New Japan, like I don't know. Then is that, is that not right? Because I mean, when I think of New Japan, Kota Ibushi is one of the first people I think of. Well, but I meant again, if, I meant in physique wise as well. Actually, I but, suppose um, yeah. But having, having said that, though, he's not actually really that much of a small guy. Like, he's, he's quite built up as well. So, yeah. just forget it's, everything I just said. It's nice it's to see well, Ibushi no, winning it. It is it is different, though. It's int- it is interesting because, obviously, Kenta didn't look really small, really, in comparison to who he was working with. But then when you look back at his time with WWE, I think it's because people are... they Like, they do... The average height does tend to be smaller. Yeah, in, most of them are like in the east. Most of them are less than six, yeah. six foot. Yeah, which is absolutely you know I'm like five ten, so it works for me. <laughs> but it just it, it's just strange. Like you don't really notice it so much because everybody is kind of around the same height. But Ibushi's yeah. built. I mean, like he's he's just chiselled, isn't he, Ibushi? He's yeah. just like he looks like. I, I don't. Um, so c- going into it, like Ibushi's saying about you know he's he wants to become. God, and I yeah, was a bit yeah. like, "That's not a very face thing." Again, like this is where I think sometimes it's it must be it's the cultural difference. That's all I can probably yeah. really put it down to. But like you know, when we say about people playing God here, like that's that's the heel, yeah, that's gonna that wants to be God. And then you say, "Look, you you know, no one you shouldn't you shouldn't chase to be to play God and stuff like that." Like you, you know, it ends in it ends in tears. And that's the first thing I kind of thought of. I was like, "Look, this is gonna." This could end in an Ibushi heel turn if it was in the West. Like that's feel, feels like that's how it would go, and maybe it does yeah. down the road. But you know, you never know. Um, but honestly, it, it, for me, it was so good to see Ibushi finally get that uh, IWGP Heavyweight Title. But it was yeah. it was extra special as well because obviously it was with the Intercontinental, and it's again it's someone against like Naito, which is again like another really big name. And they've got a bit of history um, together, haven't they? Like they've had some pretty insane matches before. Yeah, like, they have had. They have had. Yeah. When you get those kind of like, oh yeah, you should definitely go check this one out, and you watch it, and it's kind of it is a bit mental. Mm. Um, this one felt like a lot more, like it didn't feel quite as mental as the Osprey and Okada match, but it yeah. it had. I it, it I don't know. It's hard to describe it, but it really did feel like a really big match. Like it yeah. felt like a it was a really huge deal, and it was. But 
sometimes you can have something that's a huge deal and it's just not built properly. And this, even though, again, like different <coughs> language, <laughs> different language, you know, different part of the world, different culture, a different way of uh, producing and, and presenting the, the package to you. It just, I don't know, it's still translated to me. Yeah, I'm and just so, like, this is so happy that Obushi finally, finally won it. Uh, I know he's been chasing it for years. But I'm, I'm just so glad that he's finally got on top because he dis- he really does deserve it, like did more I, than anyone I think. Like, he really he really does deserve to go go over and be on top. Did I hear it right? They said that he's his first main event at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, and they yeah. said and they said the, that's the first time that's happened since Lesnar. All of it's it's just shocking. Like it's just odd, isn't it? Like. Like I said, like I always just kind of, I've, Ibushi's name is synonymous with Wrestle Kingdom for me. Yeah. So it never would have occurred in my mind that he's never been in the main event. Nor really thinking about it. Like if, if I was to think about it before, I wouldn't have said, oh, you know, he wouldn't have been a guy that I'd have thought hasn't already won the, IW, uh, the IWGP yeah. heavyweight title. Yeah, that's what I mean. Now, if, you, if you're going into it, like new or quite fresh and not seeing New Japan, you wouldn't have thought that he hadn't won it before. But yeah. I mean, but saying that though, Omega, when he won it, that was the first time he'd ever won it as well. It's what I mean. I can, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it. But I can believe that to more of a degree because, again, like as the Gaijin, it's it's like those guys are a bit more. Well, I say that, but actually, I mean, how many of them actually won the heavyweight? So that's so Omega's won it. Uh, Lesnar, Angle, Lesnar, Lesnar, Angle, Styles, um, Omega. Omega um, so there is a fair few. Vader. Vader, yeah, I think Vader. Vader, did he? yeah, Stan Vader Hansen, did. Hansen, I'm sure he did. That would have been going back. So that that's well, we're looking at the late eighties there, then, aren't we? Vader would have been. Vader would have had to have been late eighties. Um, you're forgetting the most important one of all. And when Which you, one? When, when you say it, oh, I'll let you know. It, uh, what Scott Norton? No, <laughs> Bob Bob Sapp. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Bob Sapp. Yeah. Bob Sapp won the uh, heavyweight title. Yeah. He did. He did. He did. Yeah. Oh my god! Really? As early as oh, that? There's a whole, there's a whole thing about that, but that's that's just a story for another episode. Oh my god! I can't wait for that. Then we need to do that scene because that's uh, going to be oh. brilliant. Jay White. Oh, uh, Jay White. Yeah. Yeah. And does he take it again on night two? We we'll have to well, join us for that one to find we'll out. Have to see Even though you've probably already seen it. <laughs> No, it's it's great. I, uh, it's I don't know. I, I think I just I was a bit more invested story wise for the Osprey and Okada match. Um, but this one, honestly, it was a really big deal. Oh, going back though, did did, did um did Devitt win the IWGP Heavyweight Title? No, it would have only been uh, junior, junior Heavyweight. Yeah, um, another just really good, well structured match. What did this one clock in at? Uh, it it must have been over half an hour. Hang on, bear me a second. I think it was longer. I think it was longer. About 40 minutes, maybe? Yeah, not a m- not much longer, but I think it was a, a bit. 31 minutes, 18 seconds. Ah. Oh, it was shorter? Yeah. God, time just moves differently, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know if you guys agree with that. I'm not trying to like say, you know, one suffers because if you like one more than the other. But personal preference out of the two, well, the semi-main event and then the main event, was the Osprey Okada match for me, but... It was close. It, it set up a really interesting end for the night as well when Ibushi wins it because yeah. you know you get the big celebration, but then of course Jay White comes out 
because it's not like there's no time to rest. Like he's got to face Jay White the very next day, yeah. yeah, where it can all be taken from him. And like you said there, then I guess you know if it's the first time he's ever won it. Also, Naito's shown the respect with giving him the belts. Yeah, that was really good. That yeah, proper sportsmanship. It does seem that there's a history between them. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really, really just enjoyed it, and it was um, yeah. just a fantastic end to a fantastic show. Really, absolutely, definitely. It, it was Jay, great. That's right. What, what did you What did you make of Jay White's promo though at the end? Uh, personally, I skipped it because um, no, it was good. It it lit the fire, and I just and it did get me thinking. I was like, he could win it. Like in my head, I thought. I think that's it. I think I think Kota Ibushi has won it tonight and he's going to drop it tomorrow and Jay White's taken him. In my head, that's exactly what I thought. Which is exactly what what the purpose of that promo was. Like that was the whole reason for doing it and it and it worked. It was great. Honestly, it was so so good. So good. But what would you give the match though? 4.75 I was going to say exactly that, 4.75. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd, I'd give it a platinum because, again, it is fantastic. What a great way to start 2021. It was a good, yeah, it was a good start. It was a good start, which is what we need more than anything right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so good. Show overall. Five stars. Five stars for me. Show overall. It's got to be. Four. I'll take well, there, weren't, there weren't a bad match. There weren't a bad no. match in it. Five stars. No, they weren't a bad match, and and if you're not going to take the if if you take the battle royale out of the equation, which I guess you can because it's pre-show, but then it does tie into night two. Um, it's a gold for me. It's a gold. It was it was good. Four point nine five. Hey, because <laughs> like I said, the only match I wasn't a big fan of was Kenta and Kojima, but it wasn't bad. No. No, there was no bad matches. But you're entitled... That's the thing, isn't it? You're entitled to like what, what you like and what you don't. But if you was going to sit through four hours of, you know, an Okada Osprey and Naito Ibushi, you're going to be fucking worn out by the end of it. <laughs> so, you know, you do need that kind of... The mid-card does need to kind of like just kind of maybe slow it a tiny, tiny bit just to like, you know, get you amped back up again then for your main event. But it was good. The, the placements in the, on the card, I think, was all all... Perfect, really. It's probably why it's two nights now instead of just the one. Yeah, and that's what WrestleMania should have done a long time ago. Like I know yeah. they did it last year, but people have been calling for that to have to be the case for so long because it was such a long show. And Wrestle Kingdom's nailed that. So you know, if WWE are going to turn around and say, "Look, we took the idea from them," do it. No, like people shouldn't be mad about that. Uh, like, uh, what was it like? Ten matches for Mania, both nights. Had yeah. we had that hammer, hammer matches or something stupid like that, so that's that's all right. You give people longer though as well, like that the matches get longer. Like as you can see here, these matches. Like this is why I don't think an Okada would work necessarily anywhere in the West. I'm not just picking on WWE. I don't think Okada would work in AEW. No, I because think he's, his he's, matches need so long to build. Is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And really, I, I you think don't he's, need... yeah, he's perfect where he is. Exactly that. You don't always need to be like, oh, I want to see this person end up here and end up here. Like when, you know, because if you like New Japan, 
you don't want all of their best stars to leave for somewhere else because then it's going to diminish that product. And yeah, that's kind of like what's happening. I don't know what, everything that's going to happen with the NWA, but I liked the product. But it doesn't well, look as though they've really got anyone left. Well, having, having, having said that, having said that, there's rumours that WWE are after Jay White. So I've seen it, and they're very interested in Jay White. And well, I, I don't piss know. Off. I just don't know whether or not it's Jay. It's up to him at the end of the day, and that's going to be a business decision. But he should stay where he is. I think. Because as me yeah. and Ashley was saying, um, like, yeah, yeah, we know he, you know, he's got on top. He's won the the OWGP and all that, but he ain't been there that long, really. Like, he should stay there even longer and just really just focus on that. And because I, as I said, like, he, although he's not Japanese, coming from New Japan, I just, I, I just know for a fact that if he goes to WWE, they'll either stick him in NXT. He'll probably have some really good matches in NXT. They'll push him up to the main roster. He'll get swallowed. He'll get fucking disappeared. It, it'll just ruin his career, I think. You get lost, I lost in the shuffle. Yeah. But if he does go to WWE, I've got the perfect WrestleMania opponent. Styles. Yeah. yeah. Well, Again, NXT, it, it, it'll be it, devil, it, wouldn't it? But it, it'd be nice to see them matches. But at the same time, in the grand scheme, it's just, it's not going to do him any good. Because, I mean, he, he's good where he is. Like, I know it's a selfish thing to say, and like you said, it's up to him at the end of the day what he wants to do. But, but, I just don't think it's a good idea. I just don't think it's a good thing to do. Mm, it's, from a fair I mean, I could no. be wrong though, because I mean, look at Bala. He left there and he's, he's on top. Well, but you, you, you just don't know, do you? It got diminished, and, and parts of that weren't his fault. You know, he, he won the, he was the first ever, he was the inaugural. Universal yeah. champion, and then obviously, you know, the injury. I mean, I don't know. It's, 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 I don't know. It's a hard one to call. I mean, when you say about like those matches, it'd be good to see. You know, we all thought AJ Styles and Nakamura's match at WrestleMania was going to be this huge, like, and, and it, and it really underwhelmed. It got, the, it the, really, the matches got better. really underwhelmed. That's, be- well, yeah, I mean, it's WWE, can't it? If that had happened anywhere else, it'd have been great. I've got to be honest. I think I think some blame. I mean, you might not like it, Jay, but I think some blame has to be put on Nakamura for it, for it to a degree, just because the stories come out about Nakamura that you know he is kind of looking like he doesn't care really at this point. I don't know how true it might all be, but it seems like to hold a bit of weight. Like he's worked hard in Japan. He's got his job now in WWE. He wants to lay back and take it a bit easy. You know, yeah, he's there. I mean, he's got on his Instagram and he's do, you know, taking I mean, photos of the water towers and he's always surfing and things like that. Look, if it works for him, this yeah. what I said. I mean, if it works you know, for you, if that's, that's, what, that's, if that's what he wants to do, then fair play to the guy. You know, like you just said, he's worked hard and he's paid his dues. And if that's what he wants to do, you know, that's fair play to the guy. It's not like More he's power just. To him. Yeah, it's not like he's just coming and, you know, squandered his opportunity. Like he's, he's, he's a star and he's worked hard to be. And fair play to him if he wants to relax. Yeah, relax. But the one thing, the one thing I like to say about Shinsuke at WWE was, on SmackDown they put him over pretty well in that Gauntlet match for the Universal. Yes, they did last SmackDown. Yeah, he didn't win last it. Friday, but there might be a few no, day he, on. He was showcased. Yeah, yeah. But the only, my only problem, my only problem. Well, that's not my only problem. But my biggest problem with Nakamura in WWE is that when he went up to the main roster, and he was red hot and he was absolutely smashing it. Wins the Rumble. Don't do fuck all with it. He should have won the title. He mm. probably should he have, have, felt he like should the have won the, the trigger. He should yeah. have won the title. But when he had that run with uh, Jinder, when Jinder was champion, 
That's well, I, th- I think him dropping Cena on his head. Um, did some, <laughs> I, I think that probably might have, you know, I don't know, but it just, you know, in the timeline, yeah, I don't know. I don't mind I him. That probably did something. I don't mind him with him and Cesaro, but it's probably time they split them up. Wow. Stories for another time, I suppose. That's, that's exactly it. So, yeah, that, that was our review for day one of Wrestle Kingdom 15. Fantastic show. Absolutely. Tell but, us what you well, thought. You should say Phantasmo yeah. show. Phantasmo show. Absolutely. The rated R Super Phantasmo. Yeah, it, it was, was great. Fantastic. Absolutely great. If you watched it, let us know what you thought. If you didn't watch it, let us know why you didn't watch it. <laughs> um, let, let us yeah. know what you think of the Battle Royal. Yeah, please do. <laughs> if, you, if you were in it, tell us why it was so long. <laughs> oh, we, we hope you've enjoyed the show, guys. Make sure to come back for our night two. Yeah, that'll uh, be review. out as well. It'll be out very soon. And in the meantime, guys, we wish you all a very pleasant and happy week because January can be probably the longest month of the year. So we're going to get through it. Yeah, so we're going to say adieu. Adieu. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, well, thanks a lot for listening, guys. We'll catch you soon. I've been Jay. I have been. I always will be. And I might be Japanese Jay next time. (laughs) The Ash will still be English Ash. Sorry. (laughs) And I'm Russ. So, there's that. (laughs) If you've enjoyed the show, guys, make sure to follow. Really means the world to us. And, um, you know, wherever you can get us. Wherever you go, we're there. We're there. We're we're everywhere. Follow us. (laughs) Like us. Subscribe to us. Thumbs up. Fucking give us a fucking banging. Yeah. We've got an interesting one coming up soon as well. We're going to have a special episode coming up where we're going to be looking at what if ECW was still around today, 20 years on from the folding of the company. So we've got that coming up for you very soon. Really looking forward to it. Yes, indeed. But until then, guys, stay safe. Don't try this at home. Goodbye and good night. Say no more. <laughs> no, at the end of the day, say no more. Right. Right. <laughs> say no more. Three men, three men. One, four. I did it.